Hi, welcome to Syrup Shots Gaming. The only podcast like going to a diner at night and taking a shot of syrup is probably a bad idea, but we're going to do it anyway. With me as always is Dave. I'm enjoying this toy way too much. What is that? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, the real Ghostbusters made a series of uh, three, like, goblin toys. And uh, each one had, like, a big major feature. So one was, like, the was terrible teeth and this was like this one is the terror tongue so see how it has a a lovely goblin face you know mm -hmm. and then you push the tail and now it's like a totally complete face and the whole okay. front half of it turns into a tongue gross yeah 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 i know and that's why i love it <laughs> fantastic so i've just been playing with it like like a kid it's like a it, it's like a ghost kazoo almost because the tongue just <laughs> Uh, yep. Hey everyone, I'm Dave. I'm done playing with my toy. Well, no, as I play with another one here in the corner. <laughs> uh, and um, the background here should give any indication to uh, I have quite the collection. But uh, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, I've been playing some a lot more Destiny because you know it's it's of it is it is my it is my crack cocaine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what else have I been playing this week? I feel like there's been something else I've been playing. Um, uh, yeah, what have you been playing? Gear, uh, I was going to ask though, are you playing any Guilty Gear Strive? Because the internet has been a buzz apparently with the the Jacko challenge. Have you I seen that? Oh, I know of the Jacko challenge. Do you know what that is? Uh, isn't that the second DLC character they're coming out with, right? Uh, is out already, actually. Jacko oh, okay. is a returning character from Guilty Gear XR Rev 2. Okay. Uh, uh, she is, uh, part of the reason of her name, Jacko, is because she has a, like, Halloween metal mask that looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Okay, okay. And, uh, I see that her, like, crouching is, uh, rather provocative. <laughs> uh, there's just no way I can describe it without you know, putting a uh, parental advisory warning on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I believe there's even a, f a, a song about it, you know, face down, uh, butt up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because that's how the song goes. I, I just, I was wondering, like, you know, if that had been out yet, because everyone has been redrawing, like, famous gaming characters doing the Jacko pose challenge. So I've seen Weed Fit Trainer, Jill Valentine. Uh, I, I swear I saw, like, a twin tell from Arms doing it or something <laughs> as well. Uh, uh, so so I, I, I had to be like, what is this? This is the dumbest, most provocative thing. And then it was just like, I go searching for it. It's like, oh, it's Guilty Gear. Oh, Tyler will know about this. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, she has been a interesting character, too, because... All of her special moves surround around minions that she summons. And then okay. she can throw them at you, kick them at you, use them as shields to make you uh, kind of uh, uh, reel back. It, she is a complex character. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so love, love fighting against her. I, I don't love playing as her just because of how intricate she is. And I'm, I'm still on my main Giovanna. I'm still working on... I'm on level 7 of of the 10 levels 
Well, technically there's 11 levels. So the way the online play works is mm-hmm. it's essentially a stairway to heaven. And the last okay. stage is, st- or level 10 is stairway to heaven. And then mm-hmm. 11 is celestial. Oh, okay. And in order I to get to you. celestial, you have to beat four players in celestial in a row without losing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, and, I get and that's you. the only uh, person ranking that they put online. Remind me to not play fighting games with you on Couch Co-op because uh, you've been putting way much more effort into fighting games that aren't Smash Brothers than I have. And I think I, I think I've pretty much lost my fighting game card that I used to have from back in the day. Just, just have me play uh, the characters I don't play as normally because every uh, character in Guilty Gear plays so incredibly different. The, they do not transfer over from one thing to the next. I get I, I've been meaning to actually, you know, I was looking at picking it up. Um, but I do want to get it for PS5 because, you know, I have that now. Well, the PS4 and... one gets a free upgrade to PS5. I know, I know, but yeah. uh, rather than deal with that headache, it just, just naturally... Is... Yeah. yeah, put the disc in. Oh, yeah, it's loving. So, as for what I have been playing... Uh, luckily, knock on wood, the Xbox has now been Frankensteined back to life. It, uh, praise be. Praise be. Praise be. Praise it be. got a jolt. It got a, a jolt of life from the uh, cloud from Microsoft, and all of my saved games came back, except for that uh, bit of DLC that I had to rebuy for uh, Killer Instinct. Uh, and also furthering the proof that... Uh, the way they do DLC for fighting games now is absolutely ridiculous in case of, uh, like, a system crash that I had. So uh, if that happens on my PlayStation 4, you know, good God, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I might just absolve myself of it. <laughs> it, it, so, is, it is having to download each individual thing is a giant pain. Yes, it is. So... Uh, Luckily, though, some games do put out the collectors or like ultimate edition, which then automatically does all that for you. So if that were to happen again, I would probably just go in and like, I'll have the Mortal Kombat 11 ultimate edition. And then all I have to do is plug the disc in and it does everything automatically rather than me having to spit down. (laughs) You have to be careful even with those because Mm -hmm. sometimes with those, it's just the normal disc, and they give you a code to redeem everything. That is true. However, I was pleasantly surprised that for the school's hobby club, I purchased a used copy of Injustice 2 Legendary Edition. And all I had to do is plug in the disc, and then the disc reads automatically. Oh, this is Legendary Edition. You get... But now, I don't think it's... It's not on the disc, but the disc automatically tells it to download everything, and that ah. it's unlocked. So, gotcha. at least... At least NetherRealm did the right thing with that. So, you know, I don't know about MK11 when I, because when I upgraded, I had to kind of do everything. <laughs> so, yes. So, uh, because my Xbox ha- ha- now has new life, uh, it, it, I uh, decided to finally plug in and play Resident Evil 3, which I talked about last weekend. Uh, right. This weekend, I was able to finish it last night, because it, it, it's not a long game at all. Uh, the game timer at the end said I spent probably like six hours on it, which 
probably would have been a great it's it's one of those things that makes me miss expansion packs that we used to have back in the day and yeah, you have seen it as an expansion to resident evil 2 oh yeah and uh then you could have just called it the resident evil 2 and 3 collection and that that i would have been fine with but you know they packed it in with that resident evil resistance game which i do want to play but at the same time i <laughs> we've had okay experiences in our group of friends with those multiplayer games that are 1v4 i remember we play, we enjoyed evolve for a weekend and then not not anymore after that because yeah. If you get a if you get a great person to play as the monster, it can be a lot of fun. But then, if you get me playing as the monster, well, it sucks because you're gonna the other team's gonna have an easy win. <laughs> right, right. So, I so would love... if they sorry, go ahead. if they had made it, if they had made it more like a Left for Dead, where there's a really nice AI in charge of the uh, in charge of the monsters and the, you know, the big bad who's in charge of everything. I would have been fine with that. That would have probably been great. But they did. They opted not to do that. So the jerks. I, I, they, they're they looking at it like, oh, well, it costs full price because you're getting this and this. And a lot of people were probably just, I just wanted this. I just wanted Resident Evil 3. And I'm not disparaging it by any means. I absolutely loved it for what it was and for my time with it. It's just... It probably would have been a lot better off as an expansion pack than. Yeah, yeah. Or better yet, because the plots of the two games are actually overlap one another in terms of the timeline. So maybe even after, if you had made it an expansion pack, maybe you'll unlock a mode that just called it um, the Outbreak of Raccoon City, and then you could have played the story in all the different chapters chronologically in order and watched them constantly overlap and. Kind of like a you know, like a Tarantino film kind of thing, you know, where he breaks up the plot and doesn't yeah. put it in a linear. Goes back. Not and... Yeah, it doesn't necessarily follow linear fashion, you know. So I thought that would have been kind of interesting, but other than that, after finishing that up last night, I did finally grab a new game for my PS5 recently because I was. Uh, I just stopped in GameStop and I managed to find that I had a mystery $20 bill in my wallet. Nice. And so I was like, oh, I can put 20 in cash on there and then just, you know, which I didn't even realize I had. So I picked up Scarlet Nexus. Oh, how is that? Uh, I will tell you uh, next podcast because after Resident Evil last night, I finished that up probably about 11 o'clock. And. I didn't want to game anymore in the evening because I was getting rather tired. But I went on ahead and installed it. And so it is ready to go. As soon, and as soon as we're done here today, I'm going to head downstairs and uh, plug that in and finally uh, give it a good old-fashioned try. But I remember uh, we were over at Phil's apartment one night just hanging out. And on their smart TV, he and his girlfriend, Cressida, they have a, um, one of those free channels is IGN. And literally literally the entire block of programming that night was things you should know about uh, 
Scarlet Nexus and like getting you prepared for the game. And so I'm watching this and I'm just fascinated because it's about a group of psychic investigators, but of course they're anime kids, so, so they're kids. They're basically they're teenagers. <laughs> right. Which I was like, okay, okay. I, I like this trope when it's done well, actually. And so they've got their own uniforms. It's like a psychic police defense force. But then the thing that got me was the creature design. And this stuff is messed up. And I am loving every aspect of it. But Everything is like cobbled together out of mismatched parts that should not go together, but because of this game, it works. So I'm interested to see. So like the example they were showing was this bizarre creature that looked like it was literally part plant, but then it had a pair of like sexy, attractive mannequin legs and high heels on the bottom, but then the giant head of the creature was an old-fashioned style water faucet with one of the turn handles on top. And I'm just like, what in the hell is up with this creature design? So it's making me wonder, actually, if everything's psychic, are these, like, creatures that have been psychokinetically bonded together, are they even alive? Or are they be, be, being controlled by just, like, psychic energy or something like that? And it's just amalgamations of parts that fit together. So... So I'm excited to try that. And sounds like they've been what, smoking that Kojima stuff. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is, but Japan has so much better drugs apparently than America does. <laughs> case, case in point, Katamari Damashi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can also say though, so far, my impressions, because I plugged the game in because anymore it seems Oh, you got to set your brightness. Oh, you got to set your darks. And sure enough, as soon as I plugged it in, that was the first thing it is. So I'm like, okay, I'll get this done out of the way. So then tomorrow I can just jump right in. Also, I'm kind of fussy with my audio. So I usually like to put the voice volume at much higher. And then I'll like knock, I'll knock like background music down like two ticks. So that doesn't overpower the voice. And then I'll put knock the sound effects down like another tick so like an explosion doesn't muffle what somebody's saying. Because I also don't want subtitles on the screen. I'd rather watch what's going on. So, so I was playing with all of that, though, but then the music for the title screen starts playing, and I, I'm just... They put a lot of effort into that soundtrack. And if it's as good as that title screen music, I'm going to have a good time at least for the music because I was rather impressed with that opening uh, title screen music. I, I, I didn't get to see if there was a an opening cinematic or anything yet, but I, I'll, I'll fill you in next weekend. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm actually looking right now. That might be one of the games that's on Game Pass. If it is, then I could play it. Well, I picked it up for PS5 because, again, I wanted the nicest, newest version. I didn't want to upgrade it later. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yep, so I'm looking forward to it. Psychic Kids, everything like that. And uh, you get party members, and then I think they can add their psychic abilities to yours. So... If if I'm remembering correctly from the IGN 
footage we were watching. So maybe one of the kids, I think, is pyrokinetic, so you can get some pyrokinetic abilities. One kid's cryokinetic, so you can get ice abilities. So we'll just see. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Very nice. So I want to talk about something in the news real fast and actually tie it back to something we were talking about earlier today. So we were talking about Guilty Gear and how you're planning to get the PS5 version instead of the PS4 version. Yeah. I want to talk about how Sony has just messed up this cross-gen. Okay. Uh, how would so, you say so? So have you read the whole debacle with Horizon Zero Dawn? No. I guess because I anticipated just buying it. I thought it was a PS5 exclusive. No, it's I, PS4 and PS5. So okay. they announced originally that there was going to be like four versions of the game. Okay. And the only way you could get one that plays on PS4 that you can upgrade to play as PS5 is if you bought the Legendary or Collector's Edition, the highest two. So if you bought vanilla, I see. There would be, and there's no option to upgrade the vanilla to the Collector's or Legendary. You have to. You would have to pay. Right. Um, Yeah, that's a little scary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so and it, it they got so much flack for it that yesterday they put out a presser saying, hey, uh, we misgaged the room. Um, it's going to be a free upgrade for the PS4 to PS5 one. Uh, mm. And going forward, any PlayStation first-party title that's cross-gen, uh, mm-hmm. you can buy it on one and then upgrade it to the PS5 for $10. Mm. Uh, I think people wanted it to be free because they already own the game. Is uh, yeah, what I, uh, that's how I'm reading the room. <laughs> um, I, I I just imagine Xbox is sitting there going, "We could make a commercial that just has a title screen. How to mm-hmm. upgrade an Xbox One game to an Xbox Series X game?" Oh, and then one. and then it just shows nothing because you have to do nothing. It automatically does it. That's a, that would be the ultimate revenge for uh, the video that. Uh, the Sony, ma- the Sony made the day of the E3 press conference where Microsoft announced all of that really unpopular stuff for the Xbox One, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially for used games. And so it was like the heads of the two PlayStation, and they're just like, "How to uh, how to trade your used games on PlayStation Five? Hey, can I buy that game? Sure, thanks." <laughs> you know. <laughs> That would be the ultimate revenge. How to upgrade your Xbox One games. Insert disc into drive. <laughs> and, and so this extends past, and it's just the whole Sony's hubris on this next gen. So mm-hmm. I'll admit, because uh, I tried it at Chris's place, the DualSense mm-hmm. is a phenomenal feeling controller. But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. For most games, do you think that it is essential for gameplay? Oh, heck no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something fun. And yes, does it, it add to the experience? Yes, but it's a superfluous. It's nice to have, but it is absolutely not needed. So me, being a PS4 owner, mm-hmm. I can use my PS4 controller to play PS4 games on the PS5, but mm-hmm. I can't use them to play PS5 games, so I have to buy a second DualSense if I want to play two-player Guilty Gear on the PS5 version? Oh, that is that is weird. And, you would think actually, you could go into the... You should have been able to go into the menu and just turn it off. That would have probably fixed your problem. 
Then what? Because some people like go in and turn off uh, Rumble or something, you know? For yeah, no, yeah, no, no game. If it's a PS5 version, you cannot use the DualSense version. You mean the Dual the, the DualShock? The DualShock Four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. Just dumb That's to weird. Me. Yeah, that and, is odd. And and for me, you gotta uh, get that for, controller money. <laughs> well, and, and it, it creates another problem for me. So when I play Guilty Gear, oftentimes I use this controller. It's the Hori Fight Pad. Uh, the classic six button Sega Genesis controller. Nice. <laughs> yep, with with the all uh D pad because let's be honest, the PS5 D pad is not great. No, they're they're buttons. <laughs> yeah. That, that's one thing that they've been moving away from is directional pads to directional buttons, and I haven't appreciated it. So. No. <laughs> so so now I love this controller, and it's the best way to play the game. Mm-hmm. But if I want the best look for the game, I have to play the PlayStation 5 version, but then I can't use this. Mm-hmm. And this controller works with the PS4, PS3, and PC. Why can't I use it on the PS5, Dave? <laughs> and that's with any controller, save for a few PlayStation-approved arcade sticks that they'll allow to use. But that tells me already that they already know a way to let inputs work for PS4 accessories to work on the PS5. So they are literally just money-gating people out. And now if I want to play the best version of Guilty Gear Strive whenever I get a PS5... I'm probably going to have to wait to play that version until they release a new controller that actually has a usable D-pad. Or a patch that allows uh, use, or yeah, or Hori finally gets a license to release third-party controllers. Right. And, and again, mm. this, is, this is something where Xboxes just run away with it. If you want to use mm-hmm. an Xbox One controller, good. If you want to use an Xbox Ser- uh, Elite One controller, you're good. Uh, Series 2 Elite controller, good. Xbox Series X controller, good. They all work. <laughs> I don't have to buy new controllers for the Xbox. The Xbox Series X, I love the new controller. It's actually a great D-pad, and I love the share button, but they aren't mm-hmm. essential, and Xbox realizes that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Sony, what? Sony, why you do this? <laughs> uh, it's It's PS3 hubris. Yep, yep. And if I recall, that bit them on the butt. Even though I I liked the PS3 better than the Xbox 360 when everything was all said and done, you know, the Xbox 360 was what I started off with and probably played the most on. Yeah. I mean, I and, and that's the same for me here. For this gen, uh, I got my Xbox One uh, before mm-hmm. I got a PS4. And I played most of my stuff on the Xbox One because I find the interface is better on the Xbox than it is on PlayStation for a lot of third-party games. It's easier to do multiplayer. It's easier to have cross-gen. So, you know, I can play with Series X friends. I can play with Series S friends. I can play with some PC friends now. Yep. And they, yep, don't, yep, yep. And they don't charge a, surpl- or a, a surplus fee for cross-platform play, unlike Sony. So Borderlands 3 will not have cross-play with PlayStation, but they will with uh, PC and Xbox, and I think the uh, the Steam version, or not the Steam, the uh, the Google Stadia version, oh, wow. because they don't charge for cross-play. 
I'm surprised Stady is still a thing, but I know I'm. That's getting away from your point, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I am surprised Stady is still a thing too, especially mm-hmm. since uh, Xbox, uh, you know, mm. X Cloud is just taking their launch. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think that's one of the Google things that they were like, "Hey, let's try it," but uh, then they drop idea. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I, I, I think there will be other contenders in the streaming space, and I think that's a great option for people who don't want to invest in the hardware and are okay with monthly fees, but it it should not be the only option. And it, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I think we are still a long way away from the point where we won't need a dedicated processor on the user end yet. So... Uh, I, I know, I, I feel game companies and such are chomping at the bit to get to that point because, I let's just be honest, GameStop, some of their business practices has long since ticked off a lot of companies, especially when you've got the gamers who will buy a game, immediately beat it in less than a week, and then immediately it re- resell it back, and then GameStop gets all of that profit. And I know they have done various ways to try and combat that, whereas uh, I can particularly remember off the top of my head Arkham City, uh, if you bought it new, you instantly got the Catwoman uh, missions Mm -hmm. that were part of the story, whereas if you bought it used and you wanted that, you had to cough off like 10 bucks or something. Well, I remember that. Sorry, go ahead. They've got... They've gotten away from that model, but I think that's also why we have the rise of uh, uh, games as a service and uh, monthly, uh, not monthly, seasonal uh, events Mm -hmm. and uh, content. So if you do buy the used version from GameStop, oftentimes you're not getting the full game anymore. (laughs) And, and, And to an extent, I'm okay with that because I do recognize that the price of video games has not been equivalent to the the inflation the rate goes into yeah <laughs> or the inflation rate yeah um yeah. so i recognize that they need to come up with new alternative revenue streams mm-hmm. um and, uh, yeah and gamestop if, mm-hmm. out of desperation comes necessity gamestop put them in a tight corner so it led them to this new path mm-hmm. oh yeah yep 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 yeah sorry that was my that was my i soapbox moment i wanted to get on for a second your game gripe your game gripe of the week yeah yeah my game gripe of the week because it it should be simple it it just should be simple Mm -hmm. um and you can tell the companies that are making it simple and the ones that aren't uh ubisoft Mm -hmm. has a new uh uh program going on with all their games going forward Mm -hmm. will have a ubisoft login so no matter which platform you're playing on you load up your save Oh, that's really nice. So if you wanted to get, uh, as an example, Mortals Phoenix Rising on your Xbox, but mm-hmm. then go on a trip but want to play it on your Switch, just anywhere there's Wi-Fi, just connect your Switch, you're updated. Interesting. Yeah. That is a good idea. And lots of people do now have two consoles. Switch, Nintendo finally really merged their home and their handheld together. I think they realized that 
having this hybrid that is merging the two was a lot better than trying to compete in both markets where the Wii U got trounced and the Wii was successful by a long shot, but mostly because it was also a fan. So whereas the DS and the 3DS could point money and heck the whole line of Game Boys could as well. Yeah, they're... their portables have always made gangbusters. The only portable, portable, and I use air quotes on that, that was a not a success was the Virtual Boy. Yeah, and that and wasn't the, portable. Yeah, that, that wasn't portable. They called it portable, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was not. Mm. We'll tell you what, Dave. Go ahead and take our uh, first ad break here, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Nickelodeon. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Syrup Shots Gaming Podcast. Like going to a diner late at night, taking a shot of syrup. It's probably a bad idea, but we're going to do it anyway. If you like this content, please leave a like, comment, subscribe. You know that usual general stuff that people ask you to do. Uh, what's that? You want to leave us a review? Fantastic. You can leave a five-star review, wink, wink, at uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get this great content. Thank you for choosing to listen to us, and we look forward to bringing you more dumb content in the future. Hi, and welcome back. So now, let's get to our main topic of the day. Nickelodeon. Dave, why are we talking about Nickelodeon? Why are we talking about Nickelodeon? Well, this uh, topic actually uh, came up recently because we are such big Super Smash Brothers fans. And recently, uh, I would say about a month ago... A uh, little gem of a video was surprisingly announced for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which is quite literally a Nickelodeon Smash Brothers game. Very much so taking inspiration from the Smash Brothers series. But one of the other things that got a lot of people's attention, especially online competitors, was that it was going to have online competitive play with rollback netcode, which lots of people are really excited. I, now, I gotta admit, in my, my ignorance, I don't understand why rollback netcode is so important. I just know that it is. I can actually explain that a little bit. So, okay. normal netcode, um, essentially what it does is uh, is all, all lag-based. So, it, it delays until it has both inputs. Okay. Okay. Rollback netcode is smart enough to to recognize what the patterns are and what the next move is more than likely going to be. Mm-hmm. And if for whatever reason it then recognizes it made a mistake, it rolls back to what it should have been. Okay. So it so uh, Guilty Gear Strive has rollback netcode. We're bringing Guilty mm-hmm. Gear Strive back. Um, <laughs> it has only an input delay of one millisecond online for when I. Oh. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, because the AI of the computer is predicting what the moves are going to be, it can make it so the lag is therefore much less. Yes. Well, yeah, okay, I get you. Okay, now that so, makes sense. I am more interested in it because all of a sudden I was just seeing some characters from the golden age of Nickelodeon just suddenly beating the living hell out of each other, and I found that fascinating. And the more I looked at it, plus not just characters from the golden age of Nickelodeon, but also possibly characters that Nintendo, well, well, not possibly, but it's also characters that Nintendo has purchased and now considers Nicktoons. Nickelodeon's purchased, you mean? 
What do you mean? Well, maybe Viacom. No, but... you said Nintendo. Oh, I said Nintendo? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant Nickelodeon. Uh, my bad, my bad. You're good. Um, but the, they're putting in, uh, so far, three characters from the 1987 Turtles series, which mm-hmm. I, I, I would have thought they would have put in from either 2012 or uh, the rise of the TMNT, but no, they're going 1987, which uh, I'm always happy with. So that immediately caught my attention because I'm a huge Turtles fan. But then I'm also seeing uh, Reptar from the Rugrats. Uh, apparently they don't want to have uh, babies fighting each other, but they want representation. So Reptar fits the bill, which I am in love with. Uh, Avril Monsters is in the game. They have Oblina. I was just mm-hmm. so surprised. I'm just so surprised to see some of these characters. And the more I've read about it, they're also really going into referencing with the moveset. So they, uh, this past week, as I was reading today, they released SpongeBob and Patrick's movesets. And they've referenced a lot of episodes for the moves that they have. So for, in fact, uh, a lot of the moves that Patrick has comes from the episode where he wants to win an award and gets a job at the Krusty Krab. So... Apparently, like, his up punch move is him pulling out the uh, trophy for laziness that he wins in the episode and wears on his head. So he literally, right. like, smacks upward with the trophy as he attempts to put it on his head. And then, apparently, like, his side smash move is the, no, this is Patrick. <laughs> the move that he does when he smashes the phone down and destroys it. Nice. And, uh, and for SpongeBob, like, apparently up jump is imagination, complete with the rainbow effect and is everything. It, isn't one of them the, his foam finger, too? Uh, I don't know about the foam finger so much, uh, but I think uh, it would be foolish, but I think also I've seen moves though where he pulls out his jellyfishing net and attempts to capture people and stuff like that. So I just wanted to talk about this because I remember Nickelodeon was the channel to watch in the 90s because I didn't get Cartoon Network until probably like 98 mm-hmm. and or maybe 97, basically my middle school years. That's when we finally got Cartoon Network in uh, our town, uh, at least on the cable package my parents got. So. Right, right. So I remember all the classics for Nickelodeon, so I'm excited to see who they're coming out with. I'm, Powdered Toast Man is a character. Of all characters <laughs> to put in, they have Powdered Toast Man as a character. Um, Classic. Uh, it's just wonderful. And they've slowly been adding other characters. Uh, the only thing is, apparently Nintendo accidentally... Uh, revealed who four other characters are going to be by the box owners. Mm-hmm. And if I watch the video online correctly, it looks like they might then only have two unknowns that they have yet to announce. Now, I don't know if these kind of games ever really get DLC, but if the level of excitement is matched by um, what the game has to offer, there might as well, there very well could be. So oh, yeah. I just... I, I would just want to get talk like maybe some like Nickelodeon memories or stuff that we would love to see in the game represented in the 
in the game. So I pulled up like the website just to kind of look at the characters. Now, they do have some characters in here who I have little to no interest and had to actually search online, like who are these people? And apparently uh, I have been away from Nickelodeon so long that there are now 57 cartoons that are considered Nicktoons. Oh, jeez, I didn't realize that many. Had, yeah, and I haven't even heard of three quarters of them. <laughs> so, so I have the character roster up here, and it's just, let's see, we've got, we have SpongeBob, uh, we mm -hmm. have uh, Lincoln Loud from The Loud House, which is one of the few new ones that I actually enjoyed. I don't have cable anymore, uh, but... I did enjoy that one. I found that one kind of a, a charming show. That was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, and I've never seen that one, so I know literally nothing about it. Uh, it's a story about uh, the main character is a little boy in the Loud family. He's like 11 years old, but he is the exact middle child out of 11 children, and every one of his other siblings is uh, is is a sister. So he's the only he, he and his dad are the only man in the house of uh, 12 women. So. <laughs> and if this was anime, it would, of course, be a harem comedy, you know? But uh, it, it's just funny. And then each of the sisters has its own distinct uh, trope that it follows. So then the other character from uh, Loud House is his sister, Lucy, who's the goth spooky girl who does tries to do magic and stuff like that. Then we got, of course, uh, probably your favorite, good old Invader Zim. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I, I was. I'm really hoping that they uh, uh, introduce uh, Dib too. I think I think it was his name was Dib, the uh, the arch en enemy yep. of, uh, of yeah. Invader Zim. Just give him like a mech suit. Um, you could have his uh, like if they have final smashes, be yeah. the uh, the alternate reality of. Uh, Piggy Nightmares, where he gets a super mech suit. Yes. I remember that. It's like, oh, that was great. Invader <laughs> Zim had some great weird... Like the one where he realized uh, that he has to go to the school nurse and realizes he doesn't have human organs, so he starts S stealing, stealing organs. them from children and implanting them in his body. And later he's so heavy because he's filled himself with so much organs. And he's like opens his mouth and there's just other body parts in it. <laughs> My favorite is still the uh, uh, the episode where uh, Dib's sister is trying to get the slave station to the uh, new handheld console, and this kid basically steals it from her. I remember that we watched it like. Uh, didn't we watch that before we went out actually to wait for the Wii? <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's like a, oh. a little pre-gaming before uh, the event. Yep. Okay, we also have Powdered Toast Man and Reptar. Mm -hmm. Leonardo and Michelangelo, 87 version. Uh, I was never interested in this show as much as other people, but I. some people are always like, oh, that was my jam. Uh, Danny Phantom? Surprisingly good. Okay, I, I hear the creator has gone absolutely insane, though. In he, he has apparently started up an online uh, cartoon network, not cartoon network related, but his own uh, animation network, and it's all 
and, and not knocking religion, but it's all Christian themed, but like heavily into the weirdness territory. Like he apparently now thinks that you can pray away autism and stuff like that. And it's just, Oh, Oh, sweetheart. That's not how that works. Uh, so I think I'm Nickelodeon pretty, has since parted ways with him. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure the Bible has somewhere in there saying, Hey, don't test God. Don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the best things I ever learned in my adult life is when they meant taking God's name in vain wasn't necessarily using it just for swearing, but for uh, using it to try and justify your uh, lost cause. <laughs> All right, other characters we've got, uh, and this fits because I could not see the lead actually being a part of this, but they've got Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold. Yep. And, and, I could see also maybe Harold, the big dumb bully character. He was always fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they have Nigel Flippin' Thornberry. <laughs> if he doesn't yell smashing while playing that game. Oh, uh, it should be like, um, it should be like Phoenix Wright uh, moves in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom where objection, instead it's smashing, hits across the screen and just obliterates everybody. Oh. Uh, they better, I, I know he's not doing well because he had the stroke, but if they don't get Tim Curry to voice him, I'm going to be severely upset. So they can, they, I mean, you could go back into that old footage and steal the audio and re-edit it, and I would so, be happy. So you bring up an interesting point here that I want to touch on real fast. One of my concerns about this game. Yeah. I have not heard a single voice track from anyone in the game yet, from any of the trailers. That is a good point you know i haven't can't say I, the visuals do look fun uh the backgrounds do look fun um and it looks like they're actually doing some effort to make the stages interesting while still maintaining the series's identity that it's based off of so yeah, it was kind of interesting to battle on cat dog's house but you are right you know i have not heard a single character voice and and there has been no music yet from any of these series hmm okay so uh, i guess we're also talking our concerns with the series too yeah, yeah but, those but, are my only two uh yeah from a gameplay perspective you were talking about the rollback mm -hmm. netcode fantastic mm -hmm. they're also bringing in wave dashing they're basically bringing in all the features that smash bros fans loved of melee into this yeah, well, they say they are. You know, again, who knows? This could all turn out to be... This could be well, a steaming pile when it comes out, and we just don't know yet. <laughs> well, the, the company, or the, when the developers is making it, I believe it's uh, Ludosity, uh, they mm -hmm. made another game on PC that included wave dashing. Oh, was that, that Smash City? Did they make uh, Smash City? No, it was another game. Let me see what they made. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, uh, again, the next character up is uh, Patrick and uh, Sandy from SpongeBob. And uh, then Oblina, which I mentioned from Ah Real Monsters, which that is a character that I have not seen or heard anything from for years. And, yeah. uh, and then the two that they revealed the last week of August, April O'Neil in her yellow jumpsuit, apparently is starting to get a lot more recognition and kicking a lot of butt because she's also was announced as a playable character for Shredder's Revenge, the new uh, 2D beat-em-up to be kind of like 
TMNT five based on the old arcade game. Yep. And uh, uh, and the right. last up that was announced was Cat Dog. Who? Well, it, I could give a crap about Cat Dog. That was when I started to stop watching Nickelodeon. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of like Cat Dog. Uh, so mm. the game I was thinking of is Slap City. Slap City. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've, I've seen that being played online. Uh, Video game donkey played it a good bit, and uh, it, it it did look really funny actually. So okay, okay. Um, other than that, uh, Nintendo did leak apparently the four other characters out of a I believe six more they have yet to reveal, and um, they have uh, uh, Avatar Aang uh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, the yeah. other one, Cora, uh, and then uh, Ren and Stimpy were also revealed as well. So, have you ever watched uh, The Legend of Cora? I have not watched either Avatar or Cora, and I will explain why. Because some people are like I say, I've never watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, and then people are just aghast. I have, I can now explain why, and I think I will give the series another shot, but. I was watching the Nostalgia Critic in the background, and he is a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And so he did a I, I just had it on his background noise. I was I was doing something, I think I was probably working on a painting or something, but he then did like the top ten episodes, uh or, or top eleven, because that's what he does. Because yeah. he's got to take it one step further. Um, but then he did the top eleven worst episodes. And so, apparently, what I never realized is I watched one episode of Avatar back in the day. I was just, okay, it's on. I've got time. Let's actually watch this. We'll see, you know. Now, I know I'm not going to understand the plot, but we'll see if it's interesting enough for me to be like, oh, okay, this does seem like some... Apparently, the episode that I watched as my first experience was the worst episode voted by him and apparently a majority of the internet. So it was this episode about two tribes that have to go through like this big giant mesa, and okay. they're constantly bickering with one another. Apparently one is very uh, uptight and uh, wealthy, while the other is very lowbrow and uh, crude. But... Uh, and it was just kind of like the arguments like between the two of them. And it's like bickering families. And and then at the end of the episode, Aang, you know, says that, oh, the ancient rivalry between these two clans was actually based off of children playing a ball game. And then also reveals that, oh, wait, I lied just to get him to shut up. And I'm just, I remember distinctly, this is the dumbest show I've ever seen. And, and that's just because my my, and then after that, my dad made me watch the movie, and that made me want to watch anything even less. <laughs> so I'll be honest; I've never watched the entirety of Avatar: The Last Airbender, but The Legend of Korra. It is not necessary to watch Avatar. They'll have a few okay. references, but it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. That is your jam, because oh, it's that's... older characters. Uh, society has grown now because it's like uh, a whole generation later. Okay. Where it's like steampunk. Okay. And it is, it is wackadoo awesome. <laughs> uh, 
So I, I am excited. I uh, I remember in the movie and watching it, I'm like, wow, this movie is garbage. But at the same time, the effects, though, for it were really well done. And also seeing some of the powers that, oh, everybody's based off of one of the four classical Greek elements. Okay, this one's Earth. And then, oh, okay, so that, that'll that be cool to kind of play around with uh, wind powers. And Although then again, isn't the... The big plot point is that the Avatar can use all four. Yes. So normally okay. a person can only use one of each, but mm. uh, the uh, the Avatar is the one that can use all four that's supposed to bring everyone together. Okay. Okay. So, uh, well, then who knows? Maybe the player character can use uh, all, all four then. Um, so interesting thing here, too. So you were talking about how mm-hmm. it's got the four elements. Mm-hmm. They also have subsets of those. Where you'll have like metal benders, mm-hmm. uh, magma benders, and mm-hmm. my personal favorite, creepy as all get out, it's a subsect of uh, water benders, mm-hmm. blood benders. Oh, I remember the nostalgia critic talking about that. Uh, apparently, it's considered like a, a dark art or something. Yeah, very taboo. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. That is interesting. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll give it another shot. I believe Chris actually is a big fan, and he might have access to that kind of stuff. But well, you have Netflix, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I do. It's all well, on Netflix. It's not... oh, okay. Well, all right. I'll think about it. I still am not completely <laughs> sold on it just yet, but we'll see. Um, so I, I kind of had like my hopes and dreams for this game. I was hoping though that they would go full Nickelodeon with it in nineties. Because I would love to just see, uh, and if they were to do a bunch of Smash things, I would love to see assist trophy characters from the 90s. Mm-hmm. I would love to see stages and such based on these things as well. I don't know how far they can go, but uh, for the love of God, you got to have a, uh, a uh, an all-that person in the game, or like oh, a good yeah. burger. Oh, uh, yeah, good burger, uh, uh guy what's his name uh ed yeah ed ed um super dude (laughs) super dude i would love to see like if they did it even as like a uh assist trophy i would love to be that you summon ed dexter in the good burger mobile and it just crashes across (laughs) the page uh we can have like the action league now from that uh cartoon um uh, it was Kablam. like, yeah, Kablam. It was a clip show, basically. Yeah, you know, they, you just have an action figure be thrown at the screen or something. Uh, uh, I, of of those characters, they would probably do Stinky Diver or Thunder Girl, but they should do the Flesh. They should do the Flesh <laughs> and Metal Man with the power, power to too. No. I will tell you uh, who I think needs to be in this game. Uh, there's there's two big categories, I feel like, that they need to bring up. First off, we're Stick Sickly. Yes! <laughs> uh, Second. Oh, simmer down. <laughs> simmer down now. Secondly, yeah. where are my angry beavers? Oh, I know. Norbert if Maggot? I were to do it, I oh. would make them the ice climbers of that game. So you could have make them split logs. Yep. <laughs> I named my boat the SSS. Why? Because I only had an S stencil. 
Uh, no, it, I would make them the ice climbers of the game. Or Ren and Stimpy be the ice climbers of the game, so it's one character. I'm pretty sure um, they've already been announced. Well, I, actually, I don't know if they've been announced to be two, but they are They are shown to be in the game. Uh, yeah. I don't think they've officially announced if they're two characters or one yet. Two, two characters or one, yeah. And And the only basis I'm going on with the six is on a video on their... I believe it's on their Facebook and Twitter, but yeah, it's on their Facebook for sure. But uh, they uh, had an, a teaser for the announcement that they were going to announce two new characters, and the characters were going to be um, April and Cat Dog. And they have every character slot here with the representative picture, but then they've got eight filled out with question marks. Which led me to believe, okay, this is at least the starting roster. Now, who knows? They might also have secret characters, too. This and so that is one thing I do miss uh, from fighting games. But at the same time, I understand with the advent of the internet, especially with Smash, why they don't do secret characters so much anymore. Because the secrets don't stay secret for very long. No, so, secret secret characters have just become DLC characters. Exactly. Now, luckily, Nintendo did kind of alleviate that with the you still had to unlock everybody, and that was a gameplay mechanic. You know, you got the original eight roster, then everyone else you had to unlock yourself, which specifically which for uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. They had a few unlock. Oh, excuse me. Hiccup. And they do that a little bit for uh, Smash 4. Um, I'm also trying to see... I've I've also was looking through again, and the reason why I know now that there's uh, 57 Nicktoons, because I was looking through all of the characters I would like to see from which series. Now, some I don't think could be touched anymore, because I'm pretty sure Disney now owns all of the Doug Doug franchise. But then again, I wouldn't... (laughs) I wouldn't want to see Doug fighting. Maybe Quail Man. Yeah, I was gonna say Quail Man or Quail yeah. Dog, or Pork Chop. Quail Man and Quail. Yeah, but uh, I don't think they could do that now with all the Disney involvement. Uh, we got a character from Rugrats, but I don't think it's gonna be anyone else because I don't think they want to have like Tommy Pickles being you know pile drive by Patrick Star or something. No, but they could do Rugrats all grown up. Oh, oh, God, that series sucked. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, just putting it into perspective here, that is considered the number 20 uh, Nicktoons, and apparently it ran for 55 episodes, and I thought that was 55 too many. <laughs> you know what? Another, uh, in, this might be a clone character. Uh, do the Reptar Mobile. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, uh, didn't in the second movie they introduced, like, his nemesis? It was a, a snail. Wasn't I think it so. like a mecha I... snail? It had like arms and tank treads. Yeah. <laughs> Robo snail. Oh yeah, I remember now. Robo snail. I I tried to block that from memory, but now I'm kind of <laughs> hoping to see it. Right. Uh, I would love to see the other two main ah uh, real monsters. Uh, uh, Icarus, Icarus and. Uh, it wasn't Icarus because that's that's Greek. Icarus, Icarus, Icarus. and. And Crumb, and Crumb. he had the eyeballs. Yeah. 
Because that was my mom always thought that was hysterical. She thought that was the funniest thing that he had to carry around his eyeballs with him. <laughs> so I would love to see those two. Uh, hey Arnold, uh, I don't know if he could really do anybody else. Really? Well, I mentioned Harold, but Helga just seems to make the most sense. Because I mean, maybe he, he the grandma, the crazy oh. grandma. In her karate outfit. Yeah, yes. That would work. That would be great. <laughs> that would be a deep dive. Uh, we mentioned the Angry Beavers. Uh, I, I didn't even think you could get the wild thornberries in here, but they did it. So I'm just happy to see Nigel Thornberry doing all these weird body rolls and everything. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking at just classic stuff here. Uh, Rocket Power, uh, that was another show that I felt was... Yeah, that one wasn't very good, I thought. Let's have sports, the cartoon. Yeah, apparently that one's 71 episodes. That was too long. As told by Ginger, I was not the demographic for that, so... Yeah, um, nor was I. uh, They're going to obviously have a uh, fairly odd parents character in there. I would be surprised if they didn't, because... that series is second only to SpongeBob. I'm looking, and I'm just on the page here. That's how I know. Okay, ten seasons, 172 episodes. So, mm-hmm. who who do you think they will have? Because I have two in mind. That could if be it were me, I would have it be Timmy Turner, but I would have all his weapons be Cosmo and Wanda turning into pink and green versions of stuff. <laughs> See, I'm going with two different characters. Oh yeah, Jorgen. The muscly. <laughs> yes, Jorgen von Strangle. That would be great, yeah. Or the chin. The crimson chin. The crimson oh. chin. Oh, that would be great, too. Those would work. I, w- I would love to see those, too. Uh, the crimson chin. I forgot about it. Early Fairly Odd Parents was good. After the baby came on, that was much like every sitcom from back in the 70s and 80s when the baby comes that's when everything goes downhill and actually they had a second jump the shark moment because they added a second person that got wishes from wanda and cosmo oh jeez oh, girl that... and i remember they added a dog too and then it was a dog like... but oh Okay, uh, Invader Zim, uh, the only thing, requirement I have is that Gurr has to be in the game somewhere. And he has to be in his little green dog costume, which I always thought was the funniest but most adorable thing. And it was so funny to also have a robot that was basically this massive, all-consuming, food-eating machine. <laughs> so, I I don't know if they've shown one yet, but I want the stage for Invader Zim to be the Invader Zim house when Gur had taken over it, running to go get tacos. Where's my mouth? Where's my mouth? <laughs> uh, okay, now we're starting to get into stuff that apparently uh, this is when... I stopped watching Nickelodeon so much, but now we're getting into, uh, you know, Jimmy Neutron. I don't want to say Jimmy Neutron. Uh, uh, my Life as a Teenage Robot. I don't know what that is. Uh, I vaguely remember that. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't be a great option. 
Okay. And then some of these are like only one season long ones. They had uh, Cat Scratch, The Exes, El Tigre, The Adventures of Nanny Rivera. Oh, and apparently there was a cartoon based off of that Tack and the Power of Juju video game. That was awful. And then Annie passed that, and I'm looking at some of these just like... Wasn't there one in the snake? Something in the snake? Oh, Sanjay and Craig, yeah. that Sanjay and Craig. Well, yeah, which is surprising because uh, I think the snake was voiced by Chris Hardwick. It's getting to the point, though, where, you know, and, and even then with some stuff, it was just kind of like, this isn't meant for me. But at the same time, it was so funny because there were clearly shows that were ageless demographic. And then you've got stuff like that. I remember I'm just like seeing it and I'm like, that is the dumbest thing. It will not last five years. And I did, I was correct on that with uh, fanboy and chum chum. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sanjay and Craig breadwinners. Uh, yeah. Some of these are just like, crazy but i would love to see some of the old live action stuff come in you know we need we need a snick stage on the orange couch <laughs> yeah <clears throat> um trying to think here um oh another one from kablam you could do prometheus and bob the claymation ones oh mm -hmm. yeah yeah some of that wow that <laughs> my my brain just flooded with stuff <laughs> uh what was the puppet show that they had in that or, or it wasn't puppet it was stop motion but i remember reading on that it was really interesting because it was stop motion but all of the heads and hands were like flat metal and then all of the mouth pieces were magnets and they could just take and pull them off and put them on it was part of kablam and it was like a, a family and it focused on a little girl and Oh, hold on. Let me. Let yeah, me pull it up. yep, yep, yep. Uh, and, and they'll definitely have to pull some stuff from modern stuff to get, you know, for the kiddos. But at the same time, though, with how much fan servicing they're doing, I would be surprised if they uh, really dug deep into uh, other stuff. Let's see. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna name a show that is going to blow your mind nuggets once okay. you hear it. We oh, Life with Loopy was what it was called. <laughs> we need someone from Wienerville. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Bony. No, it has I'm to be Bony. I'm Bony. So fun. And what's also interesting is, as I was looking into this, apparently Cartoon Network tried to do this themselves years ago and apparently fell flat on their face. Yeah, in 2011, they tried to release Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion. The exact same idea, but, of course, with their uh, set of characters. Right. And... But the one that blows my mind, I looked up the character list, and there's ones you would expect. Like Ben 10 was the hot thing right at the time, so they had characters from that. They had uh, Billy and Mandy, which I always thought sucked. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, Johnny Bravo. But the one that blows my mind, 
as a hidden unlockable character, they had Captain Planet. <laughs> I didn't even know they owned Captain Planet, but I didn't that either. was that is the most fan servicey thing. At all. He's the only one in there, but good God, oh wow, just holy smokes! And apparently, I didn't realize this. Captain Planet apparently had a star-studded cast. Oh yeah, for... uh, I think wasn't it uh, Whoopi Goldberg that was uh, Gaia? Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg was Gaia. And hold on. Oh, I, I can link right to it. So, uh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, let's see. LeVar Burton was Kwame. Uh, let's see. The villains. Uh, Ed Asner was Hoggish Greasley, who just passed away this past week. Yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum was verminous scum, like the rat mutant. Uh, let's see. Uh, Meg Ryan was uh, Dr. Dr. Blight. And uh, Tim, Tim Curry, Curry was, was Mal. Yep. And let's see. Oh, they had Frank Welker. Yep. Um, Frank Megatron Welker. Martin Sheen as Sly Sludge. Wow. Wait, that's wait, just Sly Sludge. He was the he was like the oil baron kind of guy, and that was his big thing. Not gonna. Who was Captain Pollution? Oh, that's no one I know. Oh, it was the same guy who voiced Captain Planet. Okay. So there's another person who also played uh, Sly Sludge, uh, Jim Cummings. Oh. Oh, he's the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, and the voice of the Brain played Duke Nukem. Uh Oh, Duke Nukem. I remember that actually. The creators of Duke Nukem felt that they might have accidentally had a copyright infringement of that. But then the creators of Duke Nukem for Captain Planet thought they might have. So they just came to an agreement. I think instead of Nukem being N-U-K-E-M for Captain Planet, they changed it to N-U-K-U-M. And they were like, okay, we're good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Which uh, one of those that... lasted longer? Well, which one of them should have died first? <laughs> Uh, do you remember this sketch where uh, Don Cheadle played Captain Planet? Of course I do. I also remember the the robot chicken one where Ted Turner goes crazy and thinks he's Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Save the world or bleep and kill you! <laughs> okay. This is going to be super tangentially uh, related here. I'm, I'm going to go okay. on a bit of a walk here. So we're talking about okay. Cartoon Network. We were talking about Cartoon Network characters. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Adult Swim, you've got Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, first off, two things about Rick and Morty. First, one of the episodes this season, Morty mm -hmm. was dating Planetina, the female Captain Planet. Wow. <laughs> and she was, uh, and all her kids had mm -hmm. grown up and were basically using her for uh, corporate mm -hmm. uh, greed. <laughs> Uh, so if Captain Pollution had won, got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were about to sell her to like an a Saudi prince or something. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, and then the second thing: Have you seen the live action bits of Rick and Morty this week? I only saw the one where it shows them coming through the portal, and uh, oh, Christopher Lloyd as Rick was a stroke of genius. There's a second one now. Oh, nice. Where uh. 
that Morty is talking to a pickle, and mm-hmm. uh, Rick just comes up and goes, I think, think it was Rick, and then Christopher Lloyd walks up and he goes, Never again, and just eats the pickle. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're filming an episode. I, done in God, I hope so. I hope so. Because yeah, you know because Rick and Morty was actually based off of uh, Doc Brown and Marty. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, it was also like a short film mm-hmm. first of the the adventures of Doc and Marty. Yep. Oh, uh, that that would be brilliant. And it's also just cool that I know Christopher Lloyd is in his 80s and he's just still willing to do these like crazy characters. And I he still seems up enough on the times to be like, yeah, let's do Rick and Morty, you know. Chris, Chris yeah. Floyd is the best. I mean, he's, oh, in, yeah. he's in some of my favorite movies. Uh, oh, yeah. Got Back to the Future, Clue, mm-hmm. which Clue is one of those movies my parents really should never have let me watch as a kid. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. <laughs> uh, some, of, some of my favorite things to do... Uh, I don't watch much TV or like cable anymore, but I watch a ton of YouTube, like mm-hmm. probably more than I should. And so I've gotten to watch a lot of these film reviewers uh, who've never, who their big thing is they've never seen some of these movies. And so one of them watched Clue and just to watch her try and figure out with all the alternate endings was just, it was spectacular. <laughs> uh, and when it got to that part and she was just like, wait, well, Oh, well, <laughs> whatever you want to do, guy, go ahead. <laughs> uh, a recommendation for you for watching YouTube videos. Uh, yes. The Kind of Funny team did a playthrough of, they're doing a playthrough of all the Metal Gear Solid games. Okay. And by two guys who have never played any of the Metal Gear Solid games before and have not had anything spoiled. Nice. Uh, oh, they managed to do that. I, I'm not sure how they did that, but the guy does a recap of each previous session. It is the funniest thing on the planet. So you know, like how uh, 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 he uh, Snake goes by uh, Iroquois Pliskin in the second game. He's like, no, I'm not gonna call him that. He's Indica Jones because he's got behind <laughs> to think that we're not we don't know he's Snake. <laughs> Well, they had to do the Pliskin reference to, because he's Snake based off of Snake Pliskin from uh, yeah. Escape from New York. And Hideo had to fit that reference in there somehow. And what's even funnier uh, was, I think, uh, the studio behind the Escape from New York was rather upset with the reference, and they thought it was copyright infringement. They told John Carpenter to go after it, but John Carpenter is a huge gamer, and he just goes, nah, this is great, you know, and told them to leave it alone because he was fine with it. Yeah. Uh, And I think, actually, he and Hideo have now since become friends, which is awesome, too. (laughs) Oh, good times. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, if you ever get a chance, watch that series because it is just, it is fantastic. Will do, will do. All right, Tyler, is that a, is that a really good episode going I so I think far? that's a good episode. I think that is a good episode. Yeah, so, so ladies and gentlemen, all I have to say, though, is uh, if you can think of a Nickelodeon character 
or some of the weirdness that maybe we don't know from the early 90s that we can't remember. Because uh, Tyler, yeah, leave a comment, like, and subscribe. I mean, Tyler blew my mind referencing Stick Stickly. I forgot that guy existed. <laughs> what was so amazing was, it's funny, years ago I had left TV on, I was working on a model kit, and I had somehow managed, we had the Nicktoons channel at the time, and in the evenings they showed classic program. I didn't even realize Stick Stickly had his own show. And I watched an episode of it that night, and the nostalgic part of me, the kid in me was excited. The adult in me was just, this is the worst crap I have ever seen, and I have never been happier to watch it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, do you want to see uh, Randy and Mandy come in and blast the stage with chocolate? Or uh, <laughs> or what? Just so, you know, give us a comment. Please like and subscribe. And yep. uh, if you can, tell other people about us. Uh, we'd like the channel to grow further and maybe uh, be able to do uh, more things in the future. Agreed. Agreed. Well, until next time. Uh... Game on. Game on, everybody.